Black Tech Green Money isn't just about telling the stories of successful black entrepreneurs. It's also about giving actionable and wealth building strategies that help you protect the future of our communities. That's why we're pleased to be supported by State Farm Insurance. State Farm also believes that we must invest in our communities to achieve economic growth by sponsoring programs like the AXO, which rewards high school students for their academic achievements. State Farm believes that being better neighbors creates better communities. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. We all can't help but wonder what adventures lie just over the next ridge. A Nissan Rogue, Nissan Pathfinder, or Nissan Armada will take you there. If you're taking on your adventure in a 2024 Nissan Rogue, class-exclusive Google built-in is always updating Assistant that can be called on for almost anything. Along with Assistant, Google Maps and Google Play Store are built right into the 12.3-inch HD touchscreen infotainment system of the 2024 Nissan Rogue. Nissan SUVs have the capabilities to take you where you want to go. Learn more at NissanUSA.com. Residents at Brightview Senior Living Communities enjoy enhanced possibilities, independence, and choice. Brightview Dulles Corner in Herndon and Brightview, Great Falls, offer vibrant senior independent living, assisted living, and memory care services through various daily programs and cultural events. Chef-prepared meals, safety and security, transportation, resort-style amenities, and high-quality care. Everything you need is here. Discover more at brightviewseniorliving.com. Equal housing opportunity. Yep, yep, ghetto boys is back and reloaded All in your mind, yeah, now deep-throated This is for the streets, the real, the railroaded The disenfranchised, the truth, the scapegoated And they know it, we speak the truth so they quote it Cause we wrote it, the north, south, the east coast It's the GB knocking, we keeping your head bobbing It ain't no stopping And once the beat drops in Violins, the system is so corrupt They throw the rock out their hands and then blame it on us the GB don't get it twisted, on code and we ain't dancing for no buttermilk biscuits. It's Willie D, y'all. Scarface in the building. Collectively, we are the Ghetto Boys, reloaded with another episode of information and instructions to help you get through this crazy, wild, beautiful world. I guess today, Mike Epps. What's up, Big Willie D. Hey, 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 King, how you doing? Man, good to see you, brother. All right, so we got some house cleaning to do real quick. So Scarface is in the building, but he's having some issues right now. Brother so, Scarface. but he'll 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 he'll, he'll join us uh, momentarily. Now, man, you you're back in your element. You're back on stage. Back on That's stage. You're doing what you do. Yeah. How it feel? It feel pretty good, you know. Um, I guess because of the pandemic, right. the people are uh, so receptive to <laughs> everything. They like they right. they so excited to be out. So, you know, we 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 had a show over at the Toyota Center last night, man, and the people were just man. I, I mean, they was laughing at some stuff. I'm like, damn, I know that wasn't funny. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? I know when my jokes ain't funny, and they was laughing at some of that shit. Yeah. Uh, now. Speaking of funny, so you got this uh, movie uh, with uh, uh, the Deion Taylor movie, right? Deion Taylor. The House Taylor. Next Door. Is Cat, Cat Williams in that movie, right? Cat Williams is in the movie. Okay, okay. Shout out to Deion Taylor out there, black filmmaker. Absolutely, yeah. absolutely. Uh, Deion is a real good dude, man. He's doing some great things. Uh, yeah. and, and you guys, this is your second time working together. This is Y'all our did second. Meet the Black. Yeah, we meet. Yeah, we meet did the meet the blacks, and yeah. then um, this is actually the 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 second installment of that movie. Right. This is like a, 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 a what, what would you say now? That was the prequel to House Next Door because the original script was called House Next Door. Okay. But but Dion, we decided to call it Meet the Blacks so that we could do a second one called House Next Door. Right. So he had all of this planned, you know what I mean, which he did. I think he did a great job. Yeah, absolutely. Man, re- recently, Cat uh, Williams was in the news. He was talking about <laughs> cancel true. culture, right? Yeah. And he basically said that, that cancel culture, you know, uh, it, it's non-existent. He said that, you know, you're allowed to say whatever it is that you want to say, and people are allowed to not like whatever it is that you have to say. That's right. 
And so if if you can't if you can't take that, if you can't, you know, these words that you have, yeah. nobody takes these words away from you. You can choose to use these They're words yours. or not. Yeah. Y yeah. What you think, I mean, do you think, uh, D, that they they using that as a, a, a control tactic? No, I, I, you know what? I really do believe, yes, some people are, absolutely. Like, to, to, to be able to tell you that, oh, this is sensitive if you talk about this, 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 this. Yeah. And, and you're somebody that's that has a voice. Yeah. It's a control yeah. tactic. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. It's it, it's a control tactic for for many people, but also for some people, you know, it, it, I think it's a teachable moment because mm. for to Cat Williams' point, uh for a long time, uh you know, this whole cancer culture thing has been rooted in right. uh minority culture, really. Mm. Generally generally it's uh minorities who uh, subjects subject to insults and slurs, right? Mm. And so, uh, so, so now, and, and insult, yeah, insults and slurs from people of privilege and power, right? Mm. So now it's like Class. people are saying, "Yo, it's time out for that. Yeah. We're gonna check you. You know, if you get out, <laughs> you get out of pocket, you're gonna get checked, and, gonna get checked, and it's yeah. gonna cost you a check." Mm. So, so I think it's so. I, so I think it has some some validity to it, you know, because. Uh, for instance, I used to use, you know, and I, I, I think I can say this word right now because of the context in which I'm saying it, but I used to say the word retarded like it was nothing. You know, we all said it, right? We did. You know, growing that's up, growing up, hood, right? Was, well, yeah. anytime somebody say do something crazy, <laughs> then you retarded, right? Well, I was talking to a friend of mine one day and she said, you know, you're not supposed to use that. You shouldn't use that word, you know. Well, it's offensive to people, you know. It's And wow. you have to think about that. You're like... I don't mind being offensive to people who I don't like and people that I got something against. Right. But if somebody ain't did nothing to me and they say, you know what? A group of people say, look, man, we don't like that word. That's offensive to us. I know you don't understand it, but to us, it's offensive. Yeah. I don't have to use it. It's not that important for me to use to that use word. use it no more. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. you already know that it, it hurts people. Exactly. That's exactly. Right. And, and and this is why uh, I think people have to even understand what they have to understand about the N-word. It doesn't matter that you grew up using the word. Uh -huh. You know, it doesn't matter that, uh, you know, that people around you have used it and you've heard the word all your you life. You learn how to... It's offensive to millions and millions of people. It is, man. And it so, is. why you want to say the word so damn bad? I know. It, 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 you don't get anything out of the word except, I guess, your your your... I guess you might get a little pride out of it. I mean, I think it's a, yeah, yeah. It's like it's like it's like it's like segue words that people that we use in the hood. We don't well, even know we're using them, right? I um, <laughs> I grew up in the house with an uncle that was slow. <laughs> that was um, you know um, uh, what do they call it, man? He 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 was a uh, uh, well when we were growing up, bro. That was, the, that was the word that we. That's not artistic. It's worse than that. No, <laughs> but it, it's um, and that was the word that we used to describe my uncle. Ever since I was you know two years old, he's retarded. That's yeah, my uncle. That's yeah, wild. yeah, for real. And and we we didn't we didn't uh, see any harm in it. And then, like I say, like Will said, when, when we when we got older, we realized that it was a derogatory term towards someone who was not mentally uh, yeah. uh, advanced. It was a or, description of or, ignorance or, 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 or something, right? Something, yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah. oh man, shut your retarded ass up. Yeah, you know, like it, it's offensive. It's like saying shut your nigga ass up now. Mm. You know, or, shut your Chinaman well, ass. Why do up we now. get prosecuted as a as a as a culture? I mean, this is what we say to each other. And we've been saying it. I mean, it's all broken English anyway. It's all a bunch of rhetoric anyway, words that, I mean, everybody been trying to figure out where that word came from forever. I done heard about nine different uh, terminologies of where the word, the N-word came from. I you know where it came from. Niggas. Niggas. Is that, is that in Africa? No, uh, they said well, they got I a don't... country, and uh, they said they got a spot in Africa. Niggas, 
he got. I seen that in the spelling bee, but it could it could it could have uh, came from Niger, you know, N I G E R, the yeah, Niger yeah. River, the Black River, or whatever. But I know it was an old mean ass. Uh, yeah, uh, but where uh, did the where did the white pale man face find... white boy start calling us niggas? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. That's where the how best. did he come up with it as uh, as something uh, uh, disrespectful? I mean. He came up with it some you know, kind of it, way, it, didn't it's he? It's a lot of things that, that are said by uh, those different people that don't like different people. Yeah. That, um, you know, that's the most offensive thing you can say about me, then go ahead and you know, call me a nigga. Mm. But man, if I run through my motherfucking dictionary of shit right. that I can call you. <laughs> I didn't mean to say MFing, but excuse me. But I'm just saying, it's it's it's... It's, the, it's 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 kind of like playing the dozens now. Yeah, call me nigga. But and don't every race out. inside of the race have racism against each other? I think I think Jews call each other words. Italians probably call each other. Yeah, right? yeah. But that, that inside that, of the that's family within their culture. The the the, the problem I think the, the the thing that's problematic about the N word is that. It was a word that was used to to break us down, to to destroy us, to demean us, right. and we took the word and we used the word as and started term. using it as a word of a, a term of endearment yeah. for, for us. Dang. Those other words have always been words that have been offensive to these particular cultures or yeah, whatever. Yeah, yeah. So you're right. They do use other races do have these terms that they use, but they use it amongst themselves and they don't see it publicly. Wow, we, we are public with it. You know what I'm saying? I was yeah. at, I was on a golf course. With yeah, him. He said we I was on a golf course it. at a country club. I'm talking about an elite country club here in Houston. It's private, you know. Right. It's so private to the point where women can't come on the course at all. What? Right. Okay. And I was hitting the balls like I was really kicking butt on the course. Right. And um, an old white man said. Man, that nigga can hit that ball. What? Right there in my fucking face. Right in front of your face. And what hospital? I was offended. <laughs> I didn't and do nothing. He was already already shaky. Baby. That's not an excuse. But but no, I can't get that no man with really. But what, what I, you would have did to him, man. I'm up. not exactly sure what you would have did. But it, yeah, it would yeah. have. I, I would have had to make. Contact. It's a moral though. It's a moral to that story. Because you can catch a case on a thought now with all these Karens running no, around. No, I, I, I'm saying like something like that. Boy, that there has to, to be contact, ball. bro. Yeah, not there has to be contact. Somehow, there has to be some contact. But what it, what it, yeah, what I'm, ended the what, what ended it? Let me end the story for you. I um I told him that I was offended. And he apologized and he said that you know Cardi B and and, and my wife oh. loves Cardi B and they all use the they use the N word on the songs and I, I apologize, Brad. I didn't know it was that offensive. He knew it was that offensive. If Cardi B had never been born. He would have still used that he word. Still said, boy, said, yeah. boy, that just, nigga can hit that those ball. Those are just excuses. He probably been saying it. And then, and then, and then, you know, sometimes they get so comfortable that they forget they around us, and especially if they get to drinking, they'll say some shit, and then <laughs> call you the next morning and upset. Sometimes I just say, man, you know, the best way to heal this up, man, is write me a little check, man. Get pulled, you know, hundred thousand dollars and we'll just don't let that shit happen again, Not a man. bad idea. Right, man. Give Not me a little money, idea. man. I'm gonna make that move. Yeah, right you papered up, that. man. Give me a little money, man. I'm trying to start something up, man, so I can give back to the niggas, man. Yeah. Man, well, speaking of giving back, I love these segues. <laughs> Let's go to Naptown, where it all began. Yes, sir. And I know that you are doing a lot of stuff in the community, and you do a lot of giving back. I'm always looking up, and you seeing you involved in certain charitable events or whatever. Yeah, man. How does someone like Mike Epps, yeah. who grew up in Gary, Indiana, where there's few opportunities. G.I. Indianapolis, yeah. Indianapolis. I'm from Naptown. Okay, you from? I'm from Naptown. Okay, okay, okay. But, but everybody always get it all, you know, we it's Indiana. Indianapolis, Indiana. Yeah, Naptown. You're from Indianapolis. Indianapolis, Well, I, yeah. I know that. I said that. It ain't no. 
I said G.I. You said, said Gary. Gary. Yeah, he said Gary. Yeah, I said G.I. Because every time I hear Gary, I say G.I. Okay. Yeah, nap town. Okay, right. No, that's all good. That's all good. I got love for I think people get it. But people get confused sometimes, so it's it's clear. It's, it's, it's cool. Important yeah, to yeah. Clear people it up. ask me all the time. I mean, cause, because at the end of the day, when if you're from a state like Indiana, if you in California and you run in, I run into Freddie Gibbs. He's from GI. Yeah, it's like looking at. It's like it, we didn't forgot that we a hundred miles from each other. Yeah, you know what I mean. Up right. the road because yeah. we we both from Indiana. Like it don't even matter. You know. Right. Hey, how how was. Yeah. Uh that's where the clan derived from, right? They they from Gary and I mean they're not from Gary, they're from Indianapolis, Indiana. Mooresville, Indiana. Is that right? Is it is it a spooky uh vibe up there, like to stay there for, for like permanently? Because I I've I've been there, you know, nice to, nice place to visit, but wouldn't want to yeah, live yeah. there type type thing. Right, right. Yeah. Well, you know what? Um over the years it's gotten better because and I always credit hip hop, cause hip hop made uh, that younger generation of Klansmen. Huh? They became yeah, because all of the guys that were Klansmen, believe it or not, their granddaughters are white, and they got babies by black people. Okay, yeah, damn. yeah. I'm it's talking. Yeah. yeah, it's crazy. They just yeah. had articles and all kind of stuff up there where this guy. Uh, disowned his daughter because she went and had his granddaughter oh, had wow. a kid by a black kid, mm-hmm. and his, and her oh, yeah her dad her granddaddy was a grand poobah. Mm-hmm. Oh man, you know what I mean? But but I mean it, it's it's just like anywhere else, man. You know you you got a section of black people that live amongst each other, and everything else is is ruled by that. You know, Mike Pence. and they keep reminding you. Mike Pence, Clansman? Mike, Mike Pence, my all of that. Is, he's a Klansman? I mean, I wouldn't say that he was a Klansman, but in, in that town, you can tell that it, there's certain, the, the the white people in that town, uh-huh. they move like that. They move like, uh, you know, I don't know a Klansman personally, but you know what it is. No, you know some Klansmen personally. No, you I'm just, saying. They just, they no, just haven't told you who they are. That's right. No, they no, they might not know them at all. They 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 just programmed that. Just like sometimes white people look at you like they're programmed to to look at you like what are you doing around here? Uh, you know what I mean? They just programmed. It's like all of them are the cops. Oh, uh, yeah. I, I always say I always say that white people, are, all white people, are deputized. They're self, calling the cops. They're sep, they're they self are deputized. To be police officers. I'm calling the cops. Uh, you know, yeah, absolutely. I'm calling the cops. Are you all about the NBA action? You've got to try Pick 6, the newest fantasy app from DraftKings, an official partner of the NBA. Right now, new customers can earn a 100% instant deposit match up to $100 in Pick 6 credits when you deposit $5 or more. Getting started is simple. Just download the DraftKings Pick 6 app and sign up with code TBE. Pick at least two players and choose if they'll have more or less of a stat. Like, will they score more or less than 30 points? Or have more or less than eight assists? Lock them in and compete against others for a shot at huge cash prizes. Download the DraftKings Pick 6 app now and get started with code TBE. New customers can earn a 100% instant deposit match up to $100 in Pick 6 credits when you deposit $5 or more. Only on DraftKings Pick 6 with code TBE. The crown is yours. One offer per new customer. Minimum $5 deposit to receive a match of up to $100 in Pick 6 credits. Non-withdrawable and valid for Pick 6 use only. Expire after 180 days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. 18 plus in most eligible states. Age varies by jurisdiction. Eligibility restrictions apply. Pick 6 not available in all states. For up-to-date list of states, visit dkng.co slash pick 6 states. Void where prohibited. See terms at pick6.draftkings.com slash promos. Nissan has a car for everyone, and that means every driver who wants more. Whatever your more is, more freedom, more head-turning style, more exhilaration, Nissan has it. Get more exhilaration behind the wheel of the Nissan Z, the sports car built to deliver the most thrilling drive ever. Make more moves with the Nissan Rogue that can switch between power and fuel efficiency at the press of a pedal. If you're craving more adventures with your crew, try the Nissan Pathfinder, the vehicle with muscle to help you handle the journey. Want more of a rush with your drive? Zip around in the agile and 
stylish Nissan Sentra. And for the drive that's positively more electric, the Nissan Aria has the perfect combination of raw power and refined luxury. When you want more of what makes driving exciting, from sports cars and sedans to EVs, pickups, and crossovers, you can rely on Nissan because more is all we do. Get the endless excitement and more you've been looking for. Check out Nissan's amazing lineup. Learn more at NissanUSA.com. 2023 EPA fuel economy estimates. 30 city MPG, 37 highway MPG, 33 combined MPG for Rogue S and SV front wheel drive. 28 city MPG, 35 highway MPG, 31 combined MPG for Rogue S and SV all wheel drive. 29 city MPG, 36 highway MPG, 32 combined MPG for Rogue SL and platinum front wheel drive. 28 city MPG, 34 highway MPG, 31 combined MPG for Rogue SL and platinum all wheel drive. Actual mileage may vary with driving conditions. Use for comparison only. Seeing our communities grow and thrive is something we care deeply about here at Black Tech Green Money. State Farm Insurance also cares about the growth of black communities. They're actively investing in programs and initiatives that help provide financial literacy, give early career advice, and grow black-owned businesses, thus leading to generational wealth, which helps protect the future of our communities. We want to build a future that we all can be proud of. State Farm understands that representation alone doesn't equate to authenticity. It also requires active sponsorship of programs like the AXO, a year-long program that recognizes and rewards high school students for their academic and cultural achievements, along with funding programs like Project Ready, a national urban league program committed to educational achievement of black and brown youth that has awarded over $11 million in scholarship offers to date. State Farm believes that being better neighbors creates better communities and can have a long-lasting impact. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Mike, I still want to get back to like the psychology of you getting out of Gary, Indiana. I mean, I mean, uh, in Indianapolis, uh, Indianapolis, Indiana. It is a very, very tough, tall task, right? It is. How real did you think your chances were? You know, you wanted to be a a comedian at what age? I mean, I was telling jokes before I became a comedian. I didn't know that I was doing it, though. I was just living my regular life. You know, wherever I was at, you know. <laughs> Killing and, them boys in the hood. <laughs> yeah, and, 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 and at the end of the day, you know, I'm one to admit, I grew up a skinny, light, fair-skinned kid in the ghetto. That ain't easy. You know what I mean? Because because you got to fight your way through everything. Yeah. So comedy became a way for me to, I navigated through the hood. I ended up escape. navigating through jail. Wherever I was at, I had a personality that, you know, that lit up the room and I could survive through it. Right. You know, so it it, it really was my survival that became an art for me. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, right. But how real did you think your chances were to actually get out of that rut? You've seen so many people that did the exact same thing that came exactly from where you came from. Yeah. But you found a way to get out. Out. Get, what inspired you, like, really to get out and to make... What made you say, man, I'm going to make it. I got it. I was, I was, um, I had an imagination. And I tell kids all the time, if Uh you don't have an imagination, you can't dream. You can't, you Uh can't, you got to be able to see some shit. Uh Pre-everything, before everybody, it's got to be in you. And I had an imagination of me being something. You know what I mean? I couldn't figure out what it was. So when I found out it was comedy, I was like, man, I'm on to something. Because I grew up watching kingpins and drug dealers. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, damn, man, I didn't try to sell dope and everything. I cannot become a kingpin for nothing in the world. Like, mm-hmm. it, I'm serious. I was the worst drug dealer in the world. I had everybody in that, all the OG niggas. The only reason why they ain't kill me is because they like me. Mm-hmm. Nigga used to tell me all the time, boy, you better be glad I like you. You know what I mean? Because, mm-hmm. nigga, you done ran off with my money. I had a gambling habit and I was selling dope. <laughs> I was hustling backwards. You know what I mean? I didn't shot dice with these niggas and lost my money, the, the front man's money. So by the time I left Indianapolis, man, I owed a couple niggas money and all kind of shit. I said, I got to go make it at something. You know, I got on a bus in 1991 with... My sister uh, gave me a $85 book of food stamps. Damn. You remember them food stamps that was in the book? Yeah. Motherfuckers had the With green, the, bell on the, the blue the fives, and the, the green. Bell. I had, the bell on it. had the bell yeah. on it, yeah. man. Yeah. She bell. gave me some food stamps, and I had $85 in a, 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 
and I bought me a plant. I bought me a bus ticket. And my my first baby mama, her aunt, lived in Atlanta. And I called her. I said, Janet, you know, every time you come to Indianapolis, you say, you know, if you ever want to move to Atlanta, come to Atlanta. Man, I called her. I said, I want, I'm ready to come to Atlanta. She said, Mike, some things didn't change. I said, oh, what? She shit. said, I'm married now. Oh, and, Lord. And, you know, I don't live by myself. Do you know that I told her okay and I still got on the bus? I got on that Greyhound bus. And by the time I got to Chattanooga, Tennessee at the Greyhound, them niggas that took my I, I swear I'll never forget I had cross-color jeans and major damage. You remember cross-color? Mm -hmm. all the, Man, I had yeah. all this gear in my bag. By the time I got to Chattanooga, them niggas that took my... Oh, look at that. I said it. I said the word. You said the word? <laughs> yep. I Go said ahead, it. man. But I forgot we ain't on the corner. But uh, I, I said, they had took my bag. Man, when I got... And I had... I ain't gonna lie. I had a 38 that was broke. It was fucked up. And it, it skipped. And motherfucker shot like it. Click, click, pow! Click, click, click. Pow! It was the pin. The pin was skipping on the, on the mother. By the time I got, and I had a walkman. By the time I got to Georgia, I called her. It was 3 o'clock in the morning. I said, Janet, I'm in Atlanta. And she said, what? You bullshit. I said, I'm in Atlanta. She said, where you at? I said, I'm at the Greyhound bus station. She said, Mike, I told you I'm married. I can't handle, you know. I said, Janet, I'm going to stay in a Greyhound bus station. But when, when you get up in the morning, if you come and pick me up, and take me to the Salvation Army. I can stay in the Salvation Army. I get a cot. That's how serious I was about being somebody and changing my life. Mm. She said, I'll be there in the morning. She came pick me up. We riding. I had never been out of my hometown other than going to the joint on like in the outside Westville, stuff mm -hmm. like that. When I seen Atlanta and seen all them buildings, I said, damn, you know, it was crazy to see that. It was like a city to me. Because I had never seen a city like that other than Chicago. That's a lie. I've been, been to Chicago a million times, but I was in Atlanta. Atlanta was, mm -hmm. I thought Atlanta was Hollywood back in the day. Mm. When it freak nicking them stuff, like people mm. was moving to Atlanta like they was going down there to blow up. Mm -hmm. I moved to Atlanta instead of going to New York or L.A. Man, I seen this city, man, and we was riding, and she said, you know what? I can't take you down there. She said, you can come and stay with me, but you got to stay in the basement. My husband go to work. He worked second shift, 3 to 11. You can't come out of the basement till after 3. I'm down in that basement like Anne Frank. You remember how Anne Frank was with them Germans and shit up there hiding in the yeah. attic? Man, I'm down in the basement, man. So he didn't know you was living in the house? No, he was, yeah, he was an old G. He was an old player. He worked for the city, worked for the city of Atlanta, but he was a hustler too. He was an older dude, you know what I mean? Nope, didn't know that I was staying in that house. I stayed, in, stayed down there for about 20 days. Man, one day he didn't go to work. Well, he was late. I come up out the—I swear to God—I come up out the out the basement with a bowl of cereal and my drawers <laughs> on. This old nigga standing there washing dishes, turned around and look. His name was Sidney. He turned around and looked at me and said, "Nigga, what you doing in my?" <laughs> and man, I I sit down and talked to him, told him who I was because he called Janet. Yeah. I said, I'm Janet's nephew. And blah, blah, blah. He called her, right? He called, because she worked for the city too. He called her at the job. He said, Who is this nigga? And she told him, and I sat down and told him, I said, Man, I had to leave my hometown. I said, I told him, Mr. Sidney, the streets wasn't for me, man. I caught three cases back to back. I called, I caught a dope case and caught a case while I was. On probation. On, I mean, uh, yeah, uh, I, I on pro, not on probation. Nah, uh, while uh, I was bond, dealing with bond, another, like while bond. I was on bond, I called another case. I said, man, I had to get the fuck up out of that city because they was finna give me the habitual criminal. You know, they got that three, they call it habitual mm -hmm. up there, three strikes. I said, I got to get the fuck up out of here. And uh, I sat down with him and talked to him. I lived with them for a whole year. He got me a job at the city. Wow. And I start when that that's when I when I first got to Atlanta, I went to the Uptown Comedy Club. It was in Atlanta on Peachtree Street. How long did it take you to go there before, when you got to Atlanta? The next week. And okay. when I walked in the club, Willie D, nigga, I seen Chris Tucker, Bruce Bruce. It was a dude named Chris. Ch I seen I and, and them dudes had been on Def Comedy Jam. Mm -hmm. So when I seen them, I'm like, nigga. That, I, 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 I made I in, it. I, yeah. <laughs> I thought I was in Hollywood because I seen yeah. Chris Tucker. This is the young yeah. Chris Tucker. He ain't right. even did nothing but Def Jam. 
Don't none of them remember me walking up to them. Right. I walked up to every last one of them niggas. Hey, man. And them niggas, hey, man, get back, nigga, back up. <laughs> you know what I mean? None of them remember that shit, yeah. but that's how I made it, man. And 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 I met uh, T.K. Kirkland. He said, yeah, He's solid. He said, yeah, homie, you ain't going to make it in Hollywood unless you move to Hollywood. And I was like, damn. So I'm in the wrong motherfucking spot. He's like, yeah. He said, oh, you can go to New York and... uh you know, really, really learn how to do stand-up, you know, because you're still kind of green. Nigga, I got on a bus the next week with $1,500. I had been working at the city and got my text check back. Yeah. I had three comics that wanted to go with me. Nigga, I was the only one that got on. I got on a bus again, went mm. to New York. I ended up living in New York for 10 years. God damn. So how, when you got to New York with $1,500, which don't go far anywhere, but especially in New York... <laughs> How did you make that happen? Man, I had, T.K. Kirkland had a manager named Dave Clayman. Oh, and, 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 and by the way, shouts out to T.K. Kirkland, the, Kirkland, the legend, the T. legendary T.K. Kirkland, who's responsible for a whole lot of people getting on and, and giving people guidance. Yeah, what's he up, T.K.? Yeah. He got banned back in the day. They said he stole Eddie Murphy's watch and shit. You heard, of, they, they said he stole Eddie Murphy's watch. and I think he said he stole Eddie Murphy's <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. But anyway, they banned him on some bullshit. But it, for for the most part, he was a solid dude and yeah. a nice guy. Put put on a lot of young guys, and uh, he had a manager named Dave Kleeman that was a Jewish guy that managed Sandra Bullock and Anthony Michael Hall and all them. He lived in New York, so um, that's who I was gonna contact when I got there. Right. Another, for instance, where I went and just moved somewhere and somebody told me that they ain't tell me to come or nothing. Right. But see, in my mind, <laughs> listen to this, Willie D and Scarface, this is some crazy shit. When I had caught that last case, I had caught a case, I caught a case while I was dealing with a case. Uh -huh. I ended up doing two years in the county jail and they gave me time to serve on it. I had an A dealing and a C possession. They dropped the dealing because the dude who set me up was a dope fiend. They couldn't find him to get him back in court to testify against me. So I ended up doing time serve on the Class C. Did the two years and got out, and that's when I left the town. When I left the town and I got away in my head, because when I was sitting in the county jail, I said, if they let me out on bond, nigga, I'm going on a run. Mm -hmm. I'd already had it in my mind. <laughs> and I knew niggas that was federal, federal fugitives before and all that. And them niggas told me stories of how they was running. So I said, nigga, I'm running, nigga. So when I got out and everything worked out, I said, in my mind, I'm going to play like I'm on the run, nigga. And that's how I lived my life. So when I got to the uh, you know what I mean? Yeah. When I got to Port Authority, I had that $1,500, man. I... And I'm in New York, nigga. I'm, I'm, boy. I walk up in. I'm looking at Port. So you there, you seeing all the skyscrapers, people everywhere. It's man, busy, it's moving. As soon as I walked to Times Square, I ran yeah. into a slick nigga that was playing that three card Molly. Yeah. He had, mm. he, he didn't have three card Molly. Nigga had the man. Tops. Don't tell me you gave him some money. Man, I'm sitting there eating uh, Coney Dogs and shit and ran into this slick nigga, this nigga. And I, man, that nigga beat me out about $500. Oh, I wanted to kill that man. nigga, man. <laughs> the, the little nigga ran. He, I'll yeah. never forget, he ran. <laughs> and I couldn't catch him, man. That nigga ran, but it was New York City. He, he ran after him. Yeah, I couldn't catch him. I was running through people and everything. Little bitty motherfucker, Puerto Rican motherfucker. motherfucker. <laughs> and it was a crowd of people. He let me win one time, and I won. And another uh, girl that he was with walked up and won. I said, yeah. oh. <laughs> but anyway, I so, end up living. So now there. you're down to a stack. How, what you do with this stack? How do you get some re residents? What happened? They had on on the West Side Highway in New York back in the '90s, late '80s. They had a bunch of row hotels. You know what I mean? It's called and a rogue. Row, row, row hotels. Rogue, yeah. And then the hotels, West Side Highway back in the day, it was pimping over there, man. It was prostitutes and. Uh, uh, transvestite, all kind of shit on that street. It was Sound like the meatpacking district. It man. was. Okay. It was the meatpack. That's crazy. You said yeah. that. That's yeah. what it was. Yeah. It was. It was in that area, down in that warehouse area, yeah. where the mob is and all that. And they had hotels where you can pay. Man, they had a hotel where you can pay for the hour in the down there because you mm -hmm. know they had prostitutes. So I found a hotel where I paid like uh, thirty five dollars a day, and you know. 
you shared a whole bathroom with everybody in the hotel. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was some right. old gangster shit. I mean, you know, right. you sometimes you see needles and all that. I said, mm-hmm. man, I'm. That's how I knew I was on a mission, man. Yeah. And my first baby mama. I had just had my daughter. I told her, man, I'm going to New York to be funny. She said, nigga, you ain't that funny. <laughs> you just had a daughter, nigga. <laughs> and you know, and I still tell my older daughter to this day, I said, baby, I hate that I didn't grow up with you, but if I had not left, I wouldn't know you now. Uh, wow. Well, I wouldn't know you now. I wouldn't have made it. And oh, and she bro. don't understand. I can't even trade that shit right now, man. Yeah, I don't. I I can't make her. I can't explain it to her, you know. But man, I end up living in every borough up there. When I got to New York, man, I went to Russell Simmons' office. Them niggas thought they. Everybody thought I was a maniac. They was like, "Who the <laughs> hell is this country?" Because I was country, man. You know what I mean? My clothes wasn't. I wasn't dressed like New York. But when I got up there. You know what I mean? Because they that's all they was calling. They were saying, the country boy, country boy, because I was doing comedy stuff. And, uh, you know, the whole time I was up there, I was like, you know what? I know I'm in New York, but I know some shit they don't know. I just always felt that way. You know what I mean? Because mm-hmm. they was laughing at me. You know, they was there. I said, oh, I know some slick shit. I, you know, even though it was New York, I still, I was like, they don't know this country shit. You know what I mean? I had bought a Cadillac one time, and a girl was laughing at me. I said, what's you laugh? She said, I didn't know you drove a cab. I said, it offended me because... Yeah, yeah, because Cadillacs ain't shit up there. They they cabs and shit up there. You know, you don't see a nigga with a fixed-up Cadillac (laughs) in New York. They don't put trues and bowls, mayonnaise on... You don't even see mayonnaise and mustard in New York. You know what (laughs) I mean? Nissan has a car for everyone, and that means every driver who wants more. Whatever your more is, more freedom, more head-turning style, more exhilaration, Nissan has it. Get more exhilaration behind the wheel of the Nissan Z, the sports car built to deliver the most thrilling drive ever. Make more moves with the Nissan Rogue that can switch between power and fuel efficiency at the press of a pedal. If you're craving more adventures with your crew, try the Nissan Pathfinder, the vehicle with muscle to help you handle the journey. Want more of a rush with your drive? Zip around in the agile and stylish Nissan Sentra. And for the drive that's positively more electric, the Nissan Aria has the perfect combination of raw power and refined luxury. When you want more of what makes driving exciting, from sports cars and sedans to EVs, pickups, and crossovers, you can rely on Nissan, because more is all we do. Get the endless excitement and more you've been looking for. Check out Nissan's amazing lineup. Learn more at NissanUSA.com. 2023 EPS fuel economy estimates. 30 city MPG, 37 highway MPG, 33 combined MPG for Rogue S and SV front wheel drive. 28 city MPG, 35 highway MPG, 31 combined MPG for Rogue S and SV all wheel drive. 29 city MPG, 36 highway MPG, 32 combined MPG for Rogue SL and platinum front wheel drive. 28 city MPG, 34 highway MPG, 31 combined MPG for Rogue SL and platinum all wheel drive. Actual mileage may vary with driving conditions. Use for comparison only. Seeing our communities grow and thrive is something we care deeply about here at Black Tech Green Money. State Farm Insurance also cares about the growth of black communities. They're actively investing in programs and initiatives that help provide financial literacy, give early career advice, and grow black-owned businesses, thus leading to generational wealth, which helps protect the future of our communities. We want to build a future that we all can be proud of. State Farm understands that representation alone doesn't equate to authenticity. It also requires active sponsorship of programs like the AXO, a year-long program that recognizes and rewards high school students for their academic and cultural achievements along with funding programs like Project Ready, a national urban league program committed to educational achievement of black and brown youth that has awarded over $11 million in scholarship offers to date. State Farm believes that being better neighbors creates better communities and can have a long-lasting impact. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. And we're back on Dealing Together, where we help good people who fell for bad deals. First caller? I had to buy three identical sweaters to get the fourth free. Oh, you got fleeced. Next caller, what's your deal? I paid for 20 tanning sessions, but had to use them in a month. Now I'm orange. Ooh, you got burned. Next caller. I traded in my old Samsung at AT AT&T for a new Samsung Galaxy S24+. Hmm, how's that bad? I got to choose from their best plans. So what went wrong? Oh, nothing went wrong. And you're calling to... To request a song? You want a song. 
course. My choice is yours. Our best smartphone deals. Your choice of plan. Learn how to get the new Samsung Galaxy S24 Plus with Galaxy AI on us with eligible trade-in. AT&T. Connecting changes everything. Offers vary by device. Subject to change. S24 plus 256 gigabyte offer available for a limited time. Terms and restrictions apply. See att.com slash Samsung for details. Man, you know the first time I saw you, <laughs> I saw you at Alice Club, just joking in Houston. Oh, Alice! And, and you did the Richard Pryor piece. That piece right there, when I saw you do that, I said he gonna make it. He it did. He got something. I remember that at Richmond yeah. on Richmond. Yeah, on right, Richmond right, right. Road I said yeah, he gonna make it. He got something. And so this is before Friday, of course, and all of that stuff. And 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 I told I wanted to to meet meet you. Uh, and you, you know, you saw each other. You, oh man, you like, man, I'm a fan, man. You know what I'm saying, man? man well, I said, I, I said, us, I said, I'm man. a fan too, right now. You know what I'm saying? I'm a fan too, man. Because when I saw you on that stage, man, doing doing your thing like that, I said, man, this dude, he got it. And when Appreciate I and I and, it, I, and I and I seen a lot of people do Richard, but you did it the best. And which brings me to this movie that needs to be made that has that is still like on the shelf. What's going on with the Richard Pryor movie? Well, you know what, Willie. Face, you know, I met with Scarface. I mean, I, I said I met with Scarface. I met with Richard Pryor, uh, probably about two, about oh three, something like that. Oh four, went up to his house, met with him, and uh, his wife really is the one that sorted me out, you know, mm-hmm. and said that Richard <laughs> asked me to play his movie. But when I got there to see Richard, Richard was like this. Cause yeah. he had multiple sclerosis. He like, mm-hmm. Yeah, he couldn't. He couldn't. He like he understood us like we sitting here talking. Yeah. But all the nerves in his that's what MS is. He mm-hmm. couldn't move nothing. So, so he had no motor skills. I yeah, but yeah. but you could read a person's eyes. You know, some of them days niggas looking at me like nigga, I don't want to be bothered. Like, <laughs> nigga, go home. You know what I mean? And the, the lady didn't understand. I'm like shit. But. Some of them days, so you was around him several days. Oh man, I went up there and seen him for a whole year. I used oh, to go shit. I used to go sit with Richard Pryor for a year. But I was it was sad because I didn't get the Richard that I Yeah. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. And some days he was like I would go up there and try to make him laugh when I first met him, and he'd just be looking at me like he'd be looking at me like that ain't it. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like, nigga, you you got to be yourself with me. You know what I mean? Like, cause I didn't I didn't understand. I was so mesmerized that it was him. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And then as I got natural and I was regular, it felt like I was just coming over my uncle's house. You know what I mean? It was like, damn, yeah, I'm just gonna go up to Uncle Richard's house. But but we had the maids and shit around there. And then one day, one of the maids walked past and farted. <laughs> And I said, damn, that sound like it been tampered with. And that nigga said, oh, oh. And his wife said, she came right out the room. She said, you made him laugh. This was like after six months, man. Man, that is nigga a beautiful laughing. story, man. You know what I mean? Nigga wasn't laughing, man. Richard Fry was funny as hell, bro. He was funny, man, wasn't man, he? I didn't, I didn't even get my ass whipped for playing Richard Pryor records. That's how funny it was. Man. What was the first album you you listened to that uh, Bicentennial I, Nigga? I, I think it was That Nigga's Crazy. That was the one. Yeah, I think that was that. Craps. Remember the Craps? Yeah, I remember. Um, uh, how you gonna get a job? With a nigga out here pressing license plates. <laughs> yeah, when he was drunk. <laughs> yeah. License plates. I, I, yeah, one, one of my favorite Richard Pry uh, jokes was when he talked about him and his wife having a domestic dispute. And the law came <laughs> and over he shot, there. He shot the car. He really did. He bought that. her a car. Yeah. He said, I bought her a car. And uh, she was talking about leaving. I said, Well, you ain't leaving in this, this motherfucker. motherfucker. So he that's shot the car. And that's when the police pulled up. <laughs> they don't, they don't shoot cars, they, they, they shoot, shoot niggas. Yeah. Boy, that boy Richard Pryor, man, and the, and, the, and the dog thing. I think he was Richard the first one that that. I guess he probably wasn't the first one. That, dog like, and act the monkey like, act like a, a dog or whatever, like <laughs> to, like like bring a dog to life by with speech. He yeah. was like talking about the dog that used to 
chase him all the time named King. Remember that? Yeah, yeah, I remember that. And he was that. like, like, yeah. So, so, and he, and he said, uh, yeah, rich, yeah, yeah. He said, the dog said, yeah, Richard, you know I'm going to be chasing you yeah. uh, tomorrow. Yeah, you the know. funny shit, man, was he was running, um, <laughs> he was chasing, he was the two dogs chasing after this other dog. And the <laughs> dog looked at the other and said, smell that shit? And he said, that ain't no goddamn dog. <laughs> <laughs> Ain't no dog in the world shit like that, Jack. Some wino that took a squat on the side. Of hey, man. Richard Brown's a funny dude, yeah, man. Raw, man. Bruh, dude. I can't wait to see this shit. I can't wait for you to start, you know, cracking that up, man. Because that you in the role with Richard Brown? Well, they actually, they doing a, they doing a, they doing a 1980s series called Showtime about the L.A. Lakers about Magic and Norm and all these dudes, and it's coming on HBO. It's going to be real controversial, and they got me playing Richard Pryor. Oh, yeah? In it. Yeah, Did you they say some words? Cause, yeah, because Richard was hanging around Magic and them back in the day in okay. the 80s. Right. When all that, you know, when all yeah. the shit was going Showtime. on. Showtime. Called, it's called Showtime. Yeah, untitled. Yeah. It's going to be real controversial. Yeah, man. But but the great Paul Mooney just died, man. Right, right. That's right, cold-blooded. Yeah, yeah. R.I.P. Paul Mooney. Yeah. Man, that dude was deep, wasn't he, man? He was, yeah. bro. He was a real one. Did you know man. him on a personal level? Oh, yeah, man. Yeah? He was real. Give us a memorable Paul Mooney story that nobody knows but you. Uh, When I first met Paul Mooney, I was at the Lab Factory in L.A. And uh, I went on stage, and he was... I knew he was in there because they had shouted him out. Mm -hmm. And I went on stage, and... When I got off stage where he was sitting at, he wasn't there no more. So I thought he left. Because you know I was up there trying to show off for him. Mm -hmm. and shit. Yeah. The crowd, right. I had the crowd right. going. I could jump off stage. I'm like, damn, this nigga go that quick. You know, because I'm, I'm, I wanted to see what he thought, but but I didn't see him. And uh, I walked outside, and he was standing over there talking to somebody. And I walked past him, and I was about to say something to him, but he was talking, and I didn't say nothing. And as soon as I got couple steps away from me he said yeah you you down home funny nigga he said, that's what he said there yeah you're a down home funny nigga i was like oh yeah i said oh, i appreciate that you know what i mean he said, yeah you one of them yeah. down home funny niggas i said you know because because country man yeah. you know what i mean i'm a country boy man at, yeah. at heart you know what i mean my parents from, from the south so that's what he said to me man you know and uh, I never forgot that. And then we, ever since then, we kicked it and kicked it. When, I, when they told me I was playing Richard Pryor, his wife, she didn't want me talking to nobody. Listen, man, when the man died, nobody was at the funeral. Nobody. Let me tell you who was at the funeral. Monique, George Lopez. These are people that don't even know him. Mm -hmm. You would have... You, I'm listening. She didn't invite none of his Hollywood friends. God damn. So okay, so they wasn't there not because they didn't want to be there. It's just that it she didn't invite invited. anybody. Okay, right. That's like that's like God forbid something happened to something to me and my yeah. kids. They ain't invited to my shit because my wife won't let them come. Right. That's what happened. Uh, Man, I met the motherfucking service and what's the name of uh uh. uh they didn't even know she was there, Diana Ross. She Damn. was sitting in there head with some black shit on. With she just I stood mean, up and started singing in front of the whole church. I swear to God, just stood, stood up and just started. Ah, ah. Motherfuckers was like, they, because they, we didn't know who she was. Nigga, that was Diana Ross. Wow. She snuck in there and started singing. Motherfucker security and the people them had to, when they got up on her and realized it was Diana Ross, they backed up off of her. Damn. His wife didn't even know that was her. I'm telling you some real shit, man. And this is the wife that wanted you to play. This this mm -hmm. is the wife that wanted you to play the role. Yeah, that's that's the wife that wanted me to play the role. And then, wow. And I know you got a you got a break, but I wanted I do want you to touch real quick on the Upshaws. Yeah. You know, that's a funny series. I appreciate I, I, it. I, I like the I like the banner between you and your daughter. Yeah. Uh, and, 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 and the exes, you know, and the, the ex and the, and the new wife and, and all that new, stuff. Yeah, yeah. That's a beautiful thing. How did that come to be? Well, you know what? I, As you know, we all grew up watching the Norman Lear TV shows, uh, Good Times and, and uh, the Jeffersons and stuff, man. That's our era. 
That's mm-hmm. the television that raised us. Okay. And I've done sitcoms. I've tried. I was on Uncle Buck. I was on ABC and all that stuff. And those outfits weren't for me. Mm-hmm. And I said, if I do a sitcom, it's got to be what I'm tailored from, what right. I grew up watching. Right. That's my timing. That's yeah. our timing right there. Fred Sanford and yeah, right. That's yeah, the, that's, yeah, yeah. That's the the comedy. And, and you we can know. see it. You yeah. can see it. You're very, very natural in it. I've seen comedians who are very, very good comedians get their own sitcoms, and you're like, you can tell it's being, it's forced. <laughs> yeah, it looks forced. It does. It does. But just that that upshaws. You got something there. I appreciate that. Yeah, it's Will. dope. It's dope. Ladies and I gentlemen. Mike Epps, man, thank you for coming man, on the show. You, you definitely got to come man, back, man, because we got I so much more that man. we can talk about, y'all, man. Y'all are legends in the game. Again, like I said, man, you brothers raised me. I had, I knew you before you, you could even begin to think you knew me, man. And thank you for everything y'all have done you, for the Absolutely. community. We love you too, and, man. Uh, y'all Appreciate raised you. black men out here. And I... Y'all don't get y'all just do, man. I really, I, I hate it, man, because no, we good, man. We appreciate it though. Y'all Mike, deserve seriously. more than no, y'all good, ever man. have, Trust man. Me, man, we're good. Love y'all, brothers, Love you, man. Bro. Appreciate Love you everything, back, man. All right. Indeed, Mike Epps, people. This episode was produced by A King and brought to you by the Black Effect Podcast Network and, and iHeartRadio. Residents at Brightview Senior Living Communities enjoy enhanced possibilities, independence, and choice. Brightview Dulles Corner in Herndon and Brightview, Great Falls, offer vibrant senior independent living, assisted living, and memory care services through various daily programs and cultural events. Chef-prepared meals, safety and security, transportation, resort-style amenities, and high-quality care. Everything you need is here. Discover more at brightviewseniorliving.com. Equal housing opportunity. Got my Prevnar 20 shot. It's a pneumococcal pneumonia vaccine. For us, wise folks, it helps protect. I'm 19, strong. And asthmatic, and at higher risk. Get vaccinated. But but nothing when grandma speaks. Grandson listens. 19 or older with chronic conditions like asthma, diabetes, or chronic heart disease, or 65 plus, you may be at higher risk for pneumococcal pneumonia. Prevnar 20 can help protect you with just one dose. Prevnar 20 is approved for adults to help prevent infections from 20 strains of the bacteria that cause pneumococcal pneumonia. Continued approval may depend on a supportive study. Don't get Prevnar 20 if you've had a severe allergic reaction to the vaccine or its ingredients. Adults with weakened immune systems may have a lower response to the vaccine. Side effects include pain and swelling at the injection site, fatigue, headache, muscle, and joint pain. For full prescribing information, please call 1-855-213-2138 or visit Prevnar 20. Ask your doctor or pharmacist about getting vaccinated with Prevnar 20, even if you've already received another pneumococcal pneumonia vaccine. Farm to store in days, not weeks. That's 80 Acres Farms. Did you know most salads travel over 2,000 miles to reach your plate? But not 80 Acres Farms. Their crisp salad greens and herbs are food less traveled. They stay fresher for longer in your fridge. My salad lasts all week long, which means less food waste and easy meal planning. Oh, and did I mention there's zero need to wash these greens? Because 80 Acres Farms uses zero pesticides. Visit 80acresfarms.com to learn more and find their salads and salad kits at your local Harris Teeter.